Hello, beautiful people. I hope all is well. I hope all is well. My name is Allison, certified dating and relationship coach, and you are tuned into the Single Season Podcast. On this podcast, we talk all things dating and relationships, and make sure that you listen all the way through to the end so that you can have resources available to you so that you can get your single season in order. Today, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Nika, and she has some questions around how to make sure that we are not undermining our own process while trying to be found by the one, as well as making sure that we don't have too many expectations that are unrealistic that may be stopping us from being found by the one. So welcome, Nika. Thank you for so much for being on the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So your first question was about people holding themselves back from being in the relationship that they desire. Can you give us a little bit more about that? Yeah, because I know sometimes as women, especially when we start getting like older in age, we tend to like rush, put certain standards, especially like if we've been through certain things, we draw this long list. He has to look like this, have Mm -hmm. that. And I just wonder sometimes if we're being too unrealistic, not to say to settle for anything or to not say what it is that we want is valid. But do you think sometimes, you know, having everything all drawn out can like make us not actually obtain what it is that we desire. So, absolutely. Let me start with that. I think you're right on the money in regards to that concern. So, what I advise people is that you should have a list of non-negotiables. So, the non-negotiables are behaviors and traits that a potential partner must seemingly have in order for you to continue to date them. So you should have a list. Now, how how long that list is tends to be extremely problematic. If you let somebody just create their list on a piece of loose leaf paper, they're going to have the whole list one side, flip it over the other side too. We cannot have that. That's unrealistic. So instead, what I recommend is six. One, two, three, four, five, six behaviors or traits that this person must seemingly have in order for you to continue to date them, right? And those things need to come from what your values are and what your goals are. So as a woman of Caribbean descent, I value work. I know. Right? So work. <laughs> I, I, we are. It's probably a problem how much we value work, but we do. So I need to have a hardworking man, man because yes. I am a hardworking woman, and that's something that I value in my culture, in my community, in myself. So I need to have that present in the guy that I date, right? So for you, these needs these need to be things that are super important to you. Yes. What are the things that are must-haves? What are the things that align with who you are? Because sometimes when we're talking about things holding you back, sometimes we're asking for things that we don't have or we can't match. Okay. True. And that becomes a problem. Because why would a man who has these things want a woman who doesn't? Who don't have them. Right? Yeah, or can compliment. So it doesn't have to be a perfect match, but who can compliment, right? If this man is a God-fearing man, that's the number one thing I hear, girlfriend. God-fearing man, but you don't go you're to church. You're not a Proverbs 31 woman. Right, right? You're not praying. You're not like, what? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. He's going to want a woman who has similar interests, yes. similar values, similar morals. So it, it needs to be in alignment. It needs to make sense. So number one, making that list shorter. Okay. Not lowering our standards, but prioritizing our standards. What are the most important things? And those are the things I'm going to target. Okay. Now, of course, we're all multifaceted human beings. 
There's going to be way more to us than just six things. A lot of those things could be preferences, though, right? I prefer that my husband could cook so I don't have to cook as much. Right. Right? But does he have to cook in order for him to be a valuable man to me? No. I would prefer that my husband is over six feet. But do I need that in order for him to be a loving husband and present father? That's what I mean about prioritizing. What are the things that are absolute must? I cannot function in this relationship without blank. I will not be happy in this relationship without blank. If you don't have those things prioritized, you're setting yourself up for failure. So now I'm going to ask you, what are your priorities? Have you created this list of non-negotiables? I think I have over the course of like dating certain people, I noticed the things that uh, I, that's not a quality that I would want for mm-hmm. my man to have. And then there are certain things that I meet certain guys, even if it doesn't work out. I'm like, I really like that he has that quality. So I've kind of put together a list. Maybe it's not six, but I feel like they're reasonable. You know, they're mm-hmm. not like height or anything. It's mainly like core values that I feel like you need to have because those are things I have. You know, mm-hmm. like we may overlook certain things and say he has to pay all the bills and stuff like that. No, like, do you have integrity? Are you nice or rude to the servers? Like, are you nice to old people? Are you going to give up your, you know, like, I feel like things like that matter to me because other things you can learn, certain things you just can't learn. It's either you got it or you don't. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's really what my, like, non-negotiables consist of is mainly, like, core values. Excellent. Now, you gave some examples of behavior, which is good, which would exemplify or potentially eliminate a guy if he doesn't have those things. So you mentioned integrity. So I'm glad you are paying attention to behaviors. How does this person show up in the world? When you guys have an opportunity to give up your seat to an elderly person, do they actually do that? Um, Are they respectful of service? So those are examples of the behaviors you should be paying attention to to assess whether or not the person has the behavior that you're asking for. So I'm really glad that you see that. Is that okay? (laughs) Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Integrity, for sure. So I am not sure if you've seen any of these viral clips of women. Um, One woman who didn't want to walk into the Cheesecake Factory on her first date because it was beneath her. Um, Another woman who had, I don't know, 26 oysters on her first date. There's been a lot of talk about unrealistic expectations and standards. I know you had a question about that. So talk to us about your concerns that perhaps some of us might have some unrealistic expectations while dating. Well, I feel like now with... Everyone being, you know, on social media talking about certain things. I feel like it's easy if you don't know who you are and what you want to get steered away. You have women telling you if he doesn't take you here, spending that much money on you, like, don't talk to him, don't Mm. entertain him. And I mean, to me, it's weird. But then again, you have some people that just genuinely don't know. So I feel like Yeah, without shortening yourself, you know, still getting everything that you desire without being unrealistic, but then still finding that soft spot where it's just like, okay, I feel like he's being respectful. I feel like we can work through this because realistically, everyone is not making six figures. Everyone can't live up to these standards that social media is telling us that, you know, we need to have in order for us to date or talk to a man. Absolutely. So this is what my recommendation will be. We need to get back to the root of your goals and your desires, right? I know it's easier said than done, but many times what we are believing 
are what we actually desire is not actually what we desire. It's what we're seeing on social media. Yeah. So that means it's our responsibility to kind of do a cleanse. If that means removing yourself from social media altogether for X amount of time, if that means looking through the pages that you follow and to start unfollowing them. We don't need to follow the shade room and on site <laughs> and Hollywood Unlocked and right like right. all right if we want a little gossip a little tea follow one of one of those pages but it doesn't have to be everything that's them. on our timeline right. right we just have to be more mindful of what we ingest it's called a social media feed it is feeding us feeding our mind feeding our body feeling our soul Absolutely. so i think being more mindful of what we follow what we ingest the content that we engage with the podcasts that we choose to listen to that are quality that's what's going to make the difference on informing our decisions and going back to what are my individual goals and then once I know what my goals are what are the goals that I have for my partner and I my future partner and I mm -hmm. and then what would we need in order to reach those goals right okay. if I'm living in Mississippi I don't need a man who's making a hundred thousand dollars like come on right in order what for us to <laughs> right uh, no shade to Mississippi <laughs> but if he and I were both working we're both capable I desire to continue to work. We're looking for a home. If we want X amount of children, we may want X amount of bedrooms. Like, do the math. What it's, works it, for y'all. And then you figure out what works for you. And okay. perhaps 70K is enough. Perhaps 80K is enough. So it's about being true to what your Who desires you are, are yes. and not allowing social media and others to um, interject into your own thoughts, your own beliefs, your own goals, your own desires. So I think that that would be an excellent start. Folks need to be more mindful of who they follow and the content that they engage with. And because that is going to have either a positive or negative impact on what they say their expectations are. are. This yeah. six, and six, not even knowing. Like, come on. I, I never Everybody don't make six figures. <laughs> like, hello. Now, I'm going to say if you're in New York or L.A., child, you might have to find yourself some six figures. But my point is, <laughs> let's go back to... So location might matter. Location might matter. Okay, but let's go okay. back to an original point that we discussed, which is if we are looking for a partner we need to either have or match what we desire. So are you flipping burgers at McDonald's talking about if he ain't make six figures, then what? And not to say that gentlemen are looking for women, or at least the kind of gentlemen we want are looking for women who make this ton of money and they have to match it, but you have to be a good steward of money, right? Like I would imagine right. that a guy who's doing well for himself wants a woman, wants a partner, wants a, a wife, wants the mother of his children to be a good steward who can manage her own money and theirs as a partnership. So again, being more realistic is about being in tune with what you legitimately want for yourself. Now, if you really do want that six figures for yourself, then fine, there's no shade on that. But is it right. what you desire and following up on that? Okay, because I know like, I don't feel like a guy has to take you to a certain place, you know, like I ain't saying Ruth Chris on the first date. But then nowadays, I feel like it's being common for guys to ask you to a coffee shop. And I'm like, where is the soft spot between coffee shop is just like, okay, not everyone drinks coffee. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be this super expensive date, but I feel like they're starting to just lowball people nowadays and just saying anything. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if we know what's a, you know, cheesecake factory, I don't think that's a I bad like spot. You know, factory, but I, mean... like, I don't think that's a bad spot, mm -hmm. but you know, it's just like you said, finding what works for you. You know, finding and what not works for you. being unrealistic, I think. Yeah. I mean, I've probably spoken about the coffee shop at nauseum, so I apologize in advance. Um, I'm not crazy about the coffee shop. I think it's low effort. I don't care about yeah, the money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care about the money. Okay, it's low see? effort. So All I get right. it. But yeah, I also would not have an expectation of Ruth Chris either. Yeah, but again, just be that's intentional. Me. 
I right. think, just being intentional. Right, but that's okay. me. And so my expectations and standards doesn't have to be everyone else's. You have to decide for yourself and allowing it to be your decision and not the pressures of society, everyone the else. pressures of social media, the pressures of your friends and your family. I think something else that's key that we're missing too is folks, especially women, shutting their mouth. You, if you don't believe that your friends would approve and you approve, then that's enough. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be that everyone has to agree and approve with what you... If, if you like coffee dates, because you like coffee, and the real the real benefit of the coffee dates is that you get to escape from something that you potentially may not like. like so okay. the coffee date is going to be 30 minutes. If this guy is a weirdo, if he doesn't look the way that I thought he looked, whatever it is that makes me uncomfortable, I can excuse myself very quickly and easily versus a two-hour whatever, museum walk or whatever that might be. So I get it, but your standard is your own and no one else has the right to tell you that you're doing too much or too little. Or too Let it little. be you. Right. If you're happy with the result, fine. If you're not, then you have to reconsider your approach, right? True. Yeah. So I know that you were thinking about asking for single moms, what are some strategies that they should be using to navigate dating more successfully? So first, before we get into that, Tell me about you. Have you had any difficulty navigating dating as a single mom? Um, sort of, kind of. Mm. I don't feel like, I, maybe it's just a personal or an internal thing or we're in our head, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like most men, after you leave them, they're like, oh, you'll never find anyone to like you with your kids and stuff like that. So um, sometimes we tend to internalize it. So it's not that we don't really care to put ourselves out there, but it's just like you, we don't really know what to expect. You know, like do men, I know, you know, they'll date women with kids, you know, but it's still like a soft spot. Like how do you maneuver with still prioritizing your kids, but also knowing that, hey, like eventually you don't want to die single. So, you know, you want to date and, you know, so just kind of like some easy pointers or just some advice to get us out of that shell and just, you know getting more out there. Absolutely. So the first thing that I would I would want to say to any single parent is that you are worthy of love regardless to zero children, one ch one child, five children. Like the amount of children that you have does not determine your worth. Absolutely. I would also say in the same breath that we do need to be careful about how many children and baby daddies and ex-husbands and ex-wives and all that kind of stuff that we have, right? We don't want to complicate our situation Too more, much. but okay. it's not to say that you're not worthy because of it. We just need to be more careful and more mindful as we move through life, right? So that's the first thing. But um, I would say that one of the most important parts of navigating dating successfully as a single parent is getting on the same page as your children's father or mother. That's actually the first step. Before we talk about which dating apps and how do I protect myself and when should I introduce the kids and all that kind of stuff, it's getting on the same accord. So if you are in a position to have a conversation, if you have the other parent who is around, right? You're going to have the conversation of, hey, obviously things didn't work out between the two of us. So let's talk about what dating will look like for both of us. I'm not even seeing anybody right now. Whether or not that's true, that's a different story. I'm not even seeing anybody right now. But before we start seeing other people, let's talk about what this looks like. Do you have a preference on when our child or our children might meet our new partner. Would you like to have a conversation with them first before they meet? What does it look like for you? And again, you're putting the ball in their court and empowering them. Well, I, mean, I think it should be six months. Well, I think four. Can we meet halfway? Let's do five. Well, I want to speak to them first. That's reasonable. This is your child. So sure, I can definitely connect the two of you. FaceTime, 
face-to-face, whatever that looks like. So establishing what the rules are. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to stick to them when the time comes Tom, out, right? right? Because now it's going to be, why well, I didn't expect this. You'd actually find somebody who wants it. But you can always reference the rules. Hey, when we spoke back in October, you know, you were the one who said that you wanted six months. So I'm just honoring what you asked. So what's the problem? Let's talk about it. Try your best to be someone who is reasonable, who's coming with actionable next steps instead of, you just mad because I moved on, which may be true, but that's not going to get you to the result that yeah. you want anyway. Right? So it's going to be, hey, you know, I, I met someone. I think it's time that he meets the kids. Uh, would you like to talk? I don't want to talk to him. Okay, I'm just honoring what we discussed because you said it was important to you, but if you don't want to, I completely understand. That's the end of it. You've done your due diligence. Right. But establishing what the rules are, whether or not the person wants to follow it when it's time, but establishing what the rules are before we do the introductions is going to save that single parent a lot of headache. Okay, so for example, like the women who child's father are incarcerated, do you feel like that's a conversation that still needs to be had, even though they're technically like not in the picture? When daddy coming out? Not for a long time. <laughs> Okay, you know <laughs> so it depends on the level of communication. Right. And it depends on what the relationship is like while the other parent is incarcerated. So if there is, um, if that parent who's incarcerated actually has a relative relationship, meaning that every weekend they get to speak to their child, you're speaking with them, maybe you're sending packages, maybe there's visitation. Like if there is some kind of rapport, then I would treat them the same way that this I would is. treat someone who wasn't incarcerated. Minus the visit, minus the FaceTime part, right? Right. Um, whatever that might look like, whatever is reasonable, distance, whatever, I would still Have the give them the same level of consideration. Okay. Um, if this person is absentee, they don't even have a relationship with the child right now, right? right? And by absentee, not necessarily by choice, but... Not having a relationship with the child now, any, any sort of relationship, even behind bars, then I don't... It doesn't really, okay. It might not be something that you want to breach, because what? The last time I spoke to you was three years ago, and now I'm calling you to say, hey, I'm moving on, what's up? By the way. <laughs> right, so if we're already in, in relative, reasonable flow of conversation, then sure. Then yes. if, this okay. is person, if this person is just absolutely not present, then I would treat them just like an absentee dad who lived in Chicago. You absent. So there's no reason for me to tell you the ins and outs. Okay. Make sense? Definitely. So as we wrap up, what is one thing that you are going to walk out of here and implement in your dating and relationship life? Um, I think I'm going to be more intentional about what I want, you know, and just stand on that, you know, and just, hey, this is what I want. These are my non-negotiables. Maybe go over my list again and check off the things that are like, okay, girl, like you'll be okay <laughs> um, if you don't have that. And just pretty much, you know, just be more mindful of what it is that I'm requiring, you know, obviously making sure that I can, you know, uh, provide that as well mm -hmm. and just be an equal for what it is that I'm looking for and, you know, axing of someone else. Nice. So, Nika, how can we connect with you, especially if we are a single gentleman in the Atlanta area? How can we connect with you? <laughs> they exist. They exist. I'm just saying. Um, uh, well, OK. Uh, Instagram. Pretty much all platforms, Nika Pretty, with five T's. So that's N-I-K-A-P-R-E-T-T-T-T-T-T. Is that five? That's okay. it. <laughs> five T's and then Y. So, yeah, pretty much all our platforms is Nika Pretty with five T's. 
And thank you for being our guest. We really thank appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yes, absolutely. So, folks, I hope that you have your own takeaway. One of the most important ones that I think Nika and I were able to, to sketch out here is sticking to what your non-negotiables are yes. based on your values and your goals, not social medias and not anyone else's. Again, here's another episode of The Single Season. I hope that you guys have gotten value out of it. I am your host, Allison Wellington. If you are interested in working with me, go ahead to my website, alignwithallison.com, to book your consultation. Peace.